Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Plump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I apply a lip. I'm I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump. Okay. Here's why. There's a little heat in it and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Good morning, family. Happy Friday. How are we all today? I am actually in a really good mood, which is interesting because I had a rant to do. I'm still going to do the rant, but it's just always difficult when you save a rant and then you're in a happy mood. Um, I'm in a happy mood because I went to this incredible event last night hosted by Variety, and I was in the same room as Oprah and Malala. Uh, amongst many, many, many other extremely accomplished women. And you guys know how I always say, like, my whole thing is if there's a room full of women and someone in there has a problem, someone else in the room has the answer. It's just about sharing the information. Never have I felt so like I was living that. It was living in that actual room. And it was just very, very activating to be around all of these boss bitches. I'm sorry if you think that that's a chuggy term. I don't give a fuck. It was incredible. You guys know that Oprah is one of my professional, I mean, not just professional, but uh, idols. And I mean, it, it was really, really special for me to be in the same room as her. And 
I think now more than ever, women are coming together to find solutions to problems because we're up against so much, right? We're up against so much here. We're up against so much abroad. And the only way out is through. And the only way through is together. And I felt that so strongly. I woke up feeling just so motivated to keep doing what I'm doing. And if you think that that's a strange connection to make, then I just want to explain it to you. I believe what I said the other day. I was put on this earth to raise the self-worth of women everywhere. And I really feel like divine purpose right now. Wow. Sorry. That was really coming in hot on a Friday. I swear to God, we're going to talk about how to lose a guy in 10 days in just like five more minutes. Anyway, so that's one thing. Second of all, okay. So the, the, the man by Taylor Swift, one of my top five Taylor Swift songs, I've been listening to it. By the way, I just want to thank Meta and Instagram for taking me last night. They were, they're the best. And we had a good heart to heart about me being shadow banned all the time. And you know what? I'm just really grateful to them. So thank you. I love being a creator. I love being a creator on every platform. And I love when apps recognize creators. It means a lot to us. So The Man by Taylor Swift. Unbelievable song. Uh, and I think about it often. And I would never dare compare myself to Taylor. However, how, however, I do think that we have some similarities because I do think that there's you know, similarities with any woman in the public eye. I mean, obviously I'm not in the public eye to her degree, but I just, sometimes I feel like we're on the same page about stuff. And sometimes I feel like she feels misunderstood and I feel that too. And specifically this song, it it's just, I mean, I listen to it every time I feel frustrated and I felt very frustrated this week. And the reason why I love this song is because sometimes I'll be doing something or I'll, I'll be in a meeting. I've talked to you guys about this before. I'll, I'll go into a meeting and I'll, I'll come out really hot. And you guys know me as quite, you know, I'm really casual and I'm, I'm really nice and whatever. I don't know how if you think I'm nice, but you think I'm pretty like smiley. And I can be really scary and mean in meetings and I can be, you know, kind of flip. But and I have a lot of angst about that because sometimes I go into a meeting and I feel completely within my rights to call someone out or to argue with a timeline or to push back on something. And I leave the meeting and I have this horrific guilt in my stomach. And I've spoken to you guys about it before and you say that you guys have it too. And then I think, and then I'm like for an hour thinking, oh my God, like, should I have been nicer? Should I write an apology email? Should I call them and say, I'm sorry. And so for an hour I stew on that and feel horrible about myself. And then I think if I was the exact same position and if I were a man, would I be feeling this way? And the answer is resoundingly no. And I think about that all the time. Like, especially now that I'm an influencer, I think about if there was a 32 year old male influencer who was single. Well, I guess I'm not single anymore, but you know what I mean? Dating and and making money and living life to the fullest. Would he get half the amount of comments about why did you spend your money on that or uh, how did you get that or you don't deserve that deal or you shouldn't have that? The answer is no. You want to know why? Because I take a gander. I take a gander at the male influencers. I don't know who a good counterpart for me would be. And and their comments are not questioning what they deserve or what they're worth, right? Even if you just take like their sp- expenditures, like if a guy, like I'm not comparing myself to him whatsoever. I'm just using this as an example. Like if Logan Paul buys a car, 
all the comments are like, bro, sick. Oh my God. Insane. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's insane. That's insane. If I buy something, it's like, was that gifted? Did you steal that? Did your dad buy that for you? You know, whatever, whatever. Anyway, I'm getting off the ramp. I love, I love this song. I just want to, I just want to read some of the lyrics. I know that that's weird. Uh, I would be complex. I would be cool. They'd say I played the field before I found someone to commit to. By the way, I think about that all the time. Like comments that I get about, um, you know, oh, why are you giving advice if you're single? Or like, how can you be happy when you're single tanks? All that stuff. Do you think anybody says that to a 32 year old guy? No. All the 32 year old guys in Hollywood are dating 19 year olds, by the way. Okay. They, uh, um, I'd be a fearless leader. I'd be an alpha type when everyone believes you. What's that like? And this is the, those are the four lines that just always fucking get me because I, I am an alpha. I am very dominant. And that comes across as angry or like, uh, domineering or, uh, you know, over the top as a woman. But as a man, it would be like, oh my God, they're so, they know what they want. And I think about it all the time with my business, you guys. And I don't really share, I don't, partially because I'm a little bit uh, superstitious, partially because I just think it's like, I don't like to tease you guys. I don't really share business when it's in the process. I just like to present you with a fully baked product or idea or whatever, but I am working on a lot of stuff and it's driving me insane because I feel like people don't listen to me. This is in multiple areas of my business where I've had examples where I've had a gut feeling. Why? Because I spend a lot of time with my audience. I know what they want in terms of content, in terms of product, whatever, and nobody listens to me for months and months and months. And I'm screaming and I'm like, banging my head against the wall. And then finally, finally I get it done and it like goes really well. And everyone's like, huh, that's interesting. And it drives me insane. It drives me insane. And and so this happened this week with a few things where I just felt so fucking frustrated. And I was like, if a male 20 or 32 year old influencer went into a meeting and was like, I know that this is wrong. I know that we should do it this way. I have a plan. Please listen to me. Everyone would be like, 100%, yes, we are listening to you. That is awesome. And it's just like, what are we to do? What are we to do? What are we to do? Because I, it's like that Sheryl Sandberg quote. She says, she's like, I want every young girl who's told that she's bossy to instead be told that she has leadership qualities. You know who was told they were bossy when they were younger? Me. You know who was told she talked too much in class? Me. You know who was told she was domineering and over the top? Me. And it's just like, I don't know if I was a man, if that would be the same way. And I just, I am just venting. Like, I want, I, I don't know. Am I impatient or am I just right and a woman? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know the answer. And I'm so tired of second guessing and triple guessing myself every time I walk out of a meeting because I'm afraid that I said something wrong or that I stepped on someone's toes or that I was too pushy. That's why women can't get anything done is because instead of thinking 100% of the time on the idea, we're thinking, was I too pushy? Did I, should I have put an extra exclamation mark on the email so I didn't sound mean? I wish I could completely rid myself of that doubt. I mean, I couldn't be more bullish on myself. I couldn't be more bullish on women, but I, I can't rid myself of that doubt. And I, because it's so ingrained, it's so ingrained and it's reinforced in media. It's reinforced in, in, in news and how it's reported, how women are reported on versus how men are reported on. And 
it's really stressful also because I am a public person in some ways. So not only do I worry about people who I'm doing business with thinking that I'm a bitch or that I'm demanding, I then have to deal with the extra layer of, okay, someone in that meeting, like if it was a huge meeting, is going to go, oh my God, that Tinks is like so entitled or, oh, that Tinks is so demanding. She wants everything now, 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 now. So what are we to do? I try to, I try to, you know, especially after last night when I see women like Oprah and Malala, like I'm like, I, I cannot give a fuck. I can't allow myself to give a fuck. If they think I'm a bitch, so be it. Because at the end of the day, I am going to deliver. I have the ideas. I have the business acumen. I have the strategy to back it up. I think that's where I'm, I'm netting out. But I'd be, I would be lying if I said I didn't spend a good portion of most weeks worrying how I came across in business meetings. I'm just venting to you guys. Usually I come with a solution or an answer, but I just feel like so many of us feel this way and share this doubt and and our, you know, our, our ideas are truncated because of this fear. And I just want to have this conversation and open it up so that we can at least acknowledge it in each other and try to help each other go forward. If you are feeling this way, might I recommend going on a solo rich mom walk and listening to the man on blast on repeat because it does help. It really does help. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading maybe you want to pick it back up for summer so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips reading by the pool or just reading before bed which is as you know my favorite thing to do right now you can get your first book of the month for just five dollars with code pedals by visiting bookofthemonth.com that's bookofthemonth.com and use code pedals If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling 
telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at zola.com that's zola.com love starts with you show off your personal style every day with new pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see from big feelings to small messages and everything in between beautiful hand-finished jewelry from pandora radiates with your love from every angle Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel one million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tinks. Okay completely switching gears. We are going back to Rom-Com Rewind and we're going to go through an absolutely fantastic, I think maybe the best rom-com of all time. And that is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And once again, I want to go through it and just point a few things out, throw a couple theories on there and just take some gentle walks down memory lane and nostalgia lane now that I've just ranted my head off. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> uh, this movie is like why I wanted to be a journalist. And if you go back and you look at a lot of my early re- work, it's all how to's. It's all like, this is what I did for a month and this is what happened. And I, it's because I was obsessed with Andy Anderson. I was obsessed with that life. But I really want to take, I want to put, I want to talk about that for a second because as you guys know, I think your 20s are mismarketed decade. And this movie is a perfect example of how you can get fucked up in the head about what your 20s are supposed to look like. Okay. So take a guess. How old do you think that Andy or that Kate Hudson was in that movie or supposed to be? 
and then take a guess at how old Matthew McConaughey was in that movie. And by the way, this is zero shade to that movie I think it's as I just said one of my favorite movies of all time like in my eyes it's perfect I think you can enjoy something as art and also dissect it and and discuss if it stands up today if there's problems in it whatever I think that two can be true at the same time that's another really interesting debate that we can have at a different time but that's my belief so I love the movie but I am going to pick it to shred sort of okay Kate Hudson is 23 in the movie Let's just discuss, first of all, the fact that she has a job in a magazine, if you know anything about magazines and journalism, to be that type of writer on staff at like the the big glossy magazine is usually a job that's reserved for someone who's like 35, has had 10 to 15 years of experience, not a 23 year old. Okay, so just keep that in mind whenever you're comparing yourself to where you think you should be in your 20s in movies. Like I always say, it's not realistic. Okay. She has this apartment and these clothes and this job and these friends and is dating Matthew McConaughey. Like, that's not what being 23 is. That's fake 23. Okay. Now, take a guess again. How old is Matthew McConaughey in the movie? 33. Do I think that's problematic? No. I don't think age gaps are problematic. Like, you know, I think that's, it's whatever. But again, just let's identify what is being subconsciously fed to us, right? That it's normal for a 23-year-old to have a sick job, beautiful friends, a perfect wardrobe, and to be dating a 33-year-old hottie. Okay? So, there, there's that. So, uh, I also just want to discuss how the magazine, what's it called? I think it's called um, Allure. No, it's it's like some fake, it's like called Chic or something, whatever. Um how that magazine is so representative of women's 2000s women's mag culture. And I talk about this a lot because I think that even though the heart was in the right place in both the actual magazines and the representation of the magazines, it fed us a lot of crap that we probably, it's not great for us. And I want to point out one of the lines, like, they're they're having a um like a kiki about this month's issue or whatever and the, Catherine Hahn's character oh my god I saw Catherine Hahn last night I'm so fucking obsessed with her and she was like um and, oh it's called Composure thank you Jeron it's called Composure magazine right okay so uh Catherine Hahn's character is like going through a breakup and she's like the editor-in-chief is like oh and doesn't she look great uh doesn't she look great and she's like yeah I haven't eaten since the split and like everyone applauds so when when Gen Z is like picking on us millennials for still having diet culture ingrained in our brains it's because we were raised on it, okay? We were raised on diet culture in every movie, in every TV show, in every book, okay? That was just like in a movie. Like that would never be in a movie now. And I think it's important to call those differences out. So you, you young Gen Zers, you need to be kind to us. Diet culture, I would be lying if I said I still didn't have residual shit in my bones. I never forget that in Bridget Jones' diary, she says 134 pounds is fat. Like, I haven't been 134 pounds since I was, like, in high school. So, anyway, it's in our bones. Just pointing that out there. And and in general, the whole, like, how-to culture. The thing is, like I said, when I was growing up, I was obsessed with it. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to be. I literally wanted to be Andy Anderson. Um, so, okay. 
let's dig into if any of my theories are uh I think the, I think the biggest one here is 20s are a mismarketed decade. That's what I really want to talk about. Okay, so then are any of the theories applicable? It's kind of like double reverse box theory. It's really hard to discuss box theory because if it was just one one of them doing the trick on the other, you could dissect it, but because it's both, you can't really apply it. However, you can apply it to Catherine Hans storyline, which is kind of the spark for the whole, uh, for Kate Hudson's whole um, experiment anyway. So in the beginning, Catherine Hahn is just broken up with this guy and they go over to her house and she's like crying and she's like basically saying all these things where, she, where it seems like she was really clingy. You know, she cries in sex and she, you know, it, you know, is over, calls him 10 times and basically Say, and the other two friends are like, oh, well, that's why he dumped you. Like, you're too available. You're too available. And then I, I would say, no, that's just the wrong guy for you. Um, that's what I would argue. And so then Kate Hudson goes on this whole thing to try and prove that if you do certain things, a guy will dump you, which is obvious. Like, yes, can you force a person to dump you from being insufferable? Of course you can. So that's just like a silly aside. However, I think it's interesting that in the end of the movie, if you remember, Mike comes back to Michelle, Catherine Hahn's character, and he's like, I was thinking about you. I, uh, you know, I still care about you. So he comes back. So what does that prove? Number one, it does prove box theory. Like if you if a guy really, really likes you, you can be clingy and cry during sex. By the way, I cried during sex like really, really early on with the person that I'm seeing now. And he thought it was funny and cool. So you can do that. Like, I think that that is proving box theory. And secondly, I was watching this with Brian and she was like, oh, it's also men always come back or their lives get worse. And I was like, exactly. And so Mike comes back to Catherine Hahn's apartment at the end and he's like, no, I, I like you. And so if you find the right person, it's that's right. Box theory rings true. I also just want to, um, I also think to go back to the, uh, like 2000s magazine culture vibe, the gender roles are so extreme in this movie. Like you have Andy Anderson and her hot friends and they're working at this magazine and, and the whole shtick is like Lana, I think the editor's name is, wants them to write about shoes and this and that. And you have Matthew McConaughey and he has two friends and like they work in sports marketing and like their their office is dark green and they throw a football around and in Kate Hudson's office it's all light and they're throwing sweaters around and they're taking samples to each other and it's just like it's such a stark reminder it's so crazy you think that these movies of course they're still relevant and fun to watch but you think you don't realize how much progress we've made in terms of those stereotypes I need to raise a question in this safe space with you guys which is that I think that Kate Hudson's character on further inspection is a little bit of a pick me girl, just a little bit. And I don't even know how I feel about that term. And I do want to dig into it at a later date, but just, just humor me for a second. So in the first scene, and obviously at the time I was watching it and I was like, she's the coolest girl ever. I literally want to wear her skin. I'm obsessed with her, but we, I was watching it back and, and they're, they're in the office and she's like, Oh, what do you have tickets for tonight? And she's like, no, the NBA finals are in town tonight. And then there's that scene where she's 
eating the burger and it's like dripping down her chin and, and, and everyone's like, oh my God, take smaller bites. Like, oh my God, you can eat anything and you won't gain weight. And like, oh, you could puke on a guy and like, whatever, whatever. I just want to raise the question. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to fully say it, but I just want to say, ask, is she, is Andy Anderson maybe a little bit of a pick me girl and also doing the whole thing in general. I mean, I guess doing any how to article is a little bit pick me in that case that extends to myself as well but I'm just raising the question she's a little bit like "Ooh, like I love burgers and sports you know that vibe okay now it's time to talk about a very important scene that um is the boob scene which is the scene that made millions of small chested girls all across America and beyond feel proud to have small titties and that's the yellow dress moment and you you don't understand also if you're younger and Gen Z there was no body diversity and I mean not even with boob size like uh, until this point I'd never seen a smear of a pair of small boobs on tv or on in a movie and she turned around in that dress and I was like I no longer hate my boobs I swear to god I'm not being dramatic which just shows you how important it is to have all representation of all types of bodies because I had never seen a woman with small boobs like show off the the shape of them and now you guys know me I don't you couldn't put a bra on me if if my life depended on it I'm showing flashing my nipples hard out like and I swear to god I can trace it back to that moment I swear to god thank you Kate Hudson for that you I mean I'll never forget that yellow dress she just looks so stunning also, when we were watching it back, the logistics are kind of, I mean, you kind of glaze your eyes over them, but um, she's been dating Matthew McConaughey for like seven days and he takes her back to his house and his family home in Staten Island. And then they go on that, the motorcycle, which is the hottest scene. And that's also where my love of Keith Urban started because they the Keith Urban song is playing. And then they go back to his parents' house and it kind of was lost to me when I was younger that they like fuck in the bathroom. Like it's it's like this little house and they're in the bathroom, like going to take a shower because they got muddy on the on the motorbike. And and then they like fucking his his parents shower. And me and Brian were like, oh, my God, like we kind of didn't think about that when we were younger. But now as a grown up, imagine that you've been dating a guy for a week and then you go play cards with his family in Staten Island and then or Long Island, whatever. I'm going to get crucified by all the New York people. And and then you you bone in his shower and like the reason that I'm harping on that is because that the bathroom really reminds me of my grandparents old bathroom you know in those in those little houses with the tile and it's just like you can hear everything and just going through the motions imagine you're boning a guy in his parents bathroom after meeting him for a week and also you're playing this massive prank on him hilarious um so not a lot of theories to apply it's still a fantastic movie I think it's just interesting to see how much things have changed I still I'll say this I acknowledge all this stuff I still thoroughly enjoyed it I just want to say that I think it's a a great movie and it stands the test of time and it's really fun and I I couldn't love Kate Hudson more I I just adore her and I adore her, her yellow dress moment and small boobs and I love Matthew McConaughey too I like I think that they are maybe king and queen of rom-com for me 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that absolute whiplash of an episode. I mean, we really just, we did, we, we had Malala, we had small boobs, we had me screaming about um, feminism and uh, how frustrated, frustrated I am. We had me reading Taylor Swift lyrics, which is never a bad thing for a Friday. Uh, listen, guys, I, I just want to say I am thinking about everybody affected by Hurricane Ian. Um, my grandma and mom are in Florida, Naples to be specific, and it is wet and uh very scary for a lot of people so I really really just want to say that I am praying for you guys and I will put a link of where to donate to help in the show notes I hope everybody is okay I love you all so much I hope you have a fantastic and safe and wonderful weekend I will see you guys on Monday bye bye